Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person, and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like sending a kid to basketball camp and helping a family with gas for their son's frequent hospital visits. And during the Honda Summerbration Sales Event, we can help you with a great deal, because right now we're clearing out the 2017s, like the Accord, a 2017 car and driver 10 best a record 31 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver January 2017. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Just Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. Just stands for getting the shit together and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creatives of all kinds. For more information on Just, please log into our website at www. .gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Kara Tomei, and the goal of this show is to give artists who have taken the initiative to hybridize their careers to include some form of engagement with the public. This can take many forms, whether it's a, organizing an artist collective that hosts shows, events, performances, starting an alternative space, an artist-run gallery, an artist-run nonprofit. Any of these things count as, uh, as formalizing to uh, produce things for the public and count as hybridization, which we could talk about later. Um, today, my guests are two artists who have organized an entire district of the city in which they live and in the process became and, and continue to be key driving forces behind this uh, formation and continued growth of an arts district in Northeast Los Angeles, otherwise known as NILA. So my guests are the founder of NILA Art, which is an organization, and we'll talk about its forming and its growth and its current and future status. And the founder of this group is Brian Mullman. And its current executive director is going to be with us today, too, Kathy Milligan. Both of these people are uh, residents and have been residents of the area for many years. Both run galleries uh, on York Avenue in Highland Park. Uh, Brian created a very alternative space uh, called 50 North York Gallery, and actually he and I spoke on Just Radio about 50 North York about a week ago, so uh, anyone interested in this very cool alternative gallery that is a gas station signpost and community space, uh, you can go on to blogtalkradio.com slash just radio and look in the archives for Brian's uh, conversation about that. Uh, I urge you to do that. And then Kathy Milligan owns a business, which is a gallery, a store, and an education space where she holds classes called The Glass Studio, and she's been on York there for several years. So I 
really am excited to talk to these two people uh, because Mila as a neighborhood is just jamming right now. It's it's amazing. There's a confluence of energy there. There are over 30 artist-run spaces and organizations in the district. Uh, a vibrant monthly art walk that's been going on for lots of years uh, and neighborhood improvements around the district. And really, again, my two guests are kind of because how they are why this is all happening in, in many ways. And I really want to frame our conversation today about how does this happen? I'm really interested in the neighborhood becoming something. You know, I mean, we've got lots of neighborhoods in Los Angeles that have done and are doing that. This is a district that somehow just takes off and becomes something, you know, extra special. And so I'm going to talk a bit about that with Brian and Kathy. So um, I'll stop talking and get them talking. I'm going to welcome uh, my guests to the show. Hi, Brian and Kathy. Hello. Hello. Hi, thanks for being here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. It's a pleasure. So Good. Yeah. So I'm going to Great. start with... Good. I'm so excited. Okay. So I'm going to start with Brian because Brian is the founder of Neela Art. And Brian, I'm just going to kind of ask you in it, to tell us, uh, let's go, do a little bit of background so we can kind of frame it like where did this all start in, in that area. So when did you move into the neighborhood? Talk a little bit about what was it like at that time because it was about more than 10 years ago. And then, yeah. you know, what motivated you to step up and kind of start organizing. So I know that's a lot of questions, but... <laughs> that's okay. Um, I originally got a studio there about 2003, and it's hard not to fall in love with Northeast LA because um, there have always been a lot of artists there. It's got a really rich history in the arts um, that goes back to probably the early 1900s, which in LA is a very long time. And... Um, so I, I came to the neighborhood, and like I said, I fell in love with it, and my wife and I eventually bought a house there. Um, in being in the area, I found myself going to all these spaces, all different kinds of spaces, like nonprofit and alternative art spaces and art studios and just every kind of idea of an exhibition space that you can imagine. And I sort of realized that there are all these individual communities around these spaces, and some of them interacted, but in a lot of ways they they didn't. A lot of these people didn't know each other. So I sort of had a conversation with my friend Claire Graham, who has an unbelievable studio in Northeast LA. And I said, well, why don't we get these people together and just sort of see what happens? So we called a meeting. And I think part of the attraction was just to get the opportunity to get into Claire's space because everybody kind of knows how cool it is. And we had a, a really good turnout. So we started talking and introducing people and going along. And it kind of came settled upon the idea of um, having a gallery night and how cool it would be. So one thing I learned from that is if you call a meeting, there is an expectation that you're going to follow through and two more. So I was in this situation where I'm like, okay, now I've just said that I can um, put together a gallery night. So how do I do this? So I, I kind of had, I looked around and kind of studied a few others and figured I could probably do this with something as simple as a map and a website. So I built the map and the website, and I put them live, and I let everybody know that it was there. And I think the most incredible thing to me was how the community came together around it. These were really fascinating people doing really interesting things. And 
in a way, it was a big deal because they had to change their schedules and everything to match this night. And um, I was really surprised at how fast it came together and how fast it took off. So it was a, a pretty incredible experience for me. So it was just a, it was they, it was a community just waiting to happen. I mean, people like you're saying they were there doing things, and you just uh, you were the one that 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 got everybody together. I think that's fantastic. It was some kind of divine intervention or something. <laughs> you know, like, did you uh, think, oh, why didn't someone do this before me? You know, I mean, it's it's just cool that you you stepped up and said, let's just get people talking. So that's fantastic. Yeah, and you can go to. Awesome. Yeah, people can I urge people to go to neilaart.org and look at the incredible list on there of arts organizations and and spaces, nonprofits, all, everything that we're talking about. Some of the bigger ones include uh, the um, Eagle Rock Art Center and the Royal Arts Collective. Right, those are kind of the the bigger, let's say, more established, uh, not more established, but bigger organizations. And then a whole host of of spaces. Um, and I have been to the to the art walk many times, and it's very fun. So people need to go there as well. So um, okay, I thank you for kind of giving us that grounding, like where 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 it came from, and then the, it was around Pleasure. the art walk that people really started to um, you know kind of community build, so to speak. Um, yeah, and then. Yeah, and then um, Kathy, I'm going to ask you kind of a similar question, like wh when did you move into the neighborhood and also frame it around you starting your business um, on York Avenue and kind of the growth, well, the potential that you saw at the time and then and then talk about uh, your, your growth and how you're feeling about it now. Because I do like this idea of asking you too for your perspective. I think some of this happens organically sometimes. You can't necessarily place why and how the energy has rolled to the point that it has, but looking back, you know, maybe maybe you can. Like, give that little perspective of the growth in, in the 10 years that's been going on. Kathy? Yeah, so um, I moved into the area at the near the end of 2002, um, having been kind of priced out of Atwater and Silver Lake, uh, as a lot of people had, and, and when I discovered Northeast Los Angeles, it was like, wow, this place is so beautiful, it's lush, it's silly, it's, you know, it, there are houses, not tons of apartments, so it, it has a real um, neighborhood feel to it. Um, living here, uh, I watched the area start to transform a little bit, and I'm very close to York Boulevard, and I, I, my boyfriend opened up his music store, Future Music, on York uh, over six years ago. And that was, you know, interesting thing because it put me going over there on a regular basis and using the post office and interacting with the people in the hardware store and, you know, Cafe de Leche and the York and all these businesses were sprouting up and you could see and, and feel a kind of energy. Uh, and when it came time to decide to have a, an actual business storefront, because I was working at home working on glass, I needed to grow. And I actually had a business partner that couldn't see York as the the potential. And that and a couple other things, we, you know, we parted ways. I opened up my store in 2010, and it automatically made me uh, want to get involved in the community. And it, at around that time, 
uh, Council District 14 was starting a beautification project on York, and their concentration was Avenue 50 to Avenue 56. And I was lucky enough to host a very large meeting and become very involved to the point where the, the parklet that we have on York, I was able to do the mosaic work on it. Um, but it also got me involved in the neighborhood council and, you know, and to be part of Art Walk, I began interacting with Brian, which has been just wonderful. And so I was always reaching out to him, you know, if you need anything from me, let me know. I'd love to help you. And that's led to where kind of where we are now. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a there's a certain vibrancy that you could just feel this energy on York um, that was that I just had to be a part of. And I feel like I got in there early enough that I have been able to uh, loosely help influence things. And although it is so organic. And now, you know, people come to me when they're looking for property or they're looking for, you know, is there a storefront available or this and that. And, you know, sometimes I can help, sometimes I can't. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's crazy. It's fun. It's good. Mm-hmm. Love it. And Brian, do you, looking back, can you locate in your mind any any point or two where you felt something either change or a jump? I mean, again, I don't know. Is it was it just a slow and steady kind of thing till now, or were there was there a certain year where it just kind of you know jumped ahead? I'm just curious about the you know that slow and and um, to, from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really exciting place because there's a certain DIY spirit to everything about Northeast LA, and you find that in a lot of different places. So there was always these sort of galleries coming and going, and and you know for short amounts of times, and opening up and closing, or just being open one time for pop up shows, and lots and lots of artist run stuff. Um, what started to solidify was really the corner of Avenue 50 in York, and I think there was a few things that happen there. Um, Yolanda that owns the building that Cafe de Leche in is a she had a vision for that area as well. And she um brought in Cafe de Leche, but also she invited the Christie Engel Gallery and moved Christie Engel from downtown. And at that time More York was open and More York is a destination in and of itself. So when those two kind of came together and, and the cafe was open at the same time there was a bit of a destination happening on the corner of Avenue 50 in York. And then there was the outpost for contemporary art was there for a while. David Patton, Los Angeles was there for a while. And there was another space right up the street and I'm embarrassed. I'm forgetting the name of it right now. So we sort of had a, a real destination with a lot of galleries in one area. Adding to that, the fact you have a space like the Avenue 50 studio with such a long, rich history that is always a destination. And well, can you she, can you pause and just tell those of our audience uh, who don't know just a little bit what is what is that studio? The Avenue 50 studio is a gallery um, right on Avenue 50, and it's a building that has the Avenue 50 gallery and studio, and then it has another space that has been a few different galleries, and right now it's a studio that is open regularly, and um, it is it is a destination point. So we had we had the Avenue 50 in York destination. We had the the Avenue 50 gallery, which is further up, closer to Figueroa. 
And um, then the Capitol Records building, which had another year in L.A. and dark room and a, 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 another gallery that would take on different names at different points. So when those three spaces sort of happened at a destination at once, I can't remember exactly what year it was. I really felt like something exciting was happening. And then just the, the regular, the small galleries and independent spaces, which were the things that have always excited me about the place. You know, we would do shows that were, I mean, there would be spaces on the map that were pretty non-traditional, like people's yards and people's houses. And one of the best shows, there was an artist named Julie Zemmel, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, but she curated a show in her living room, and you had to walk up this big flight of stairs to get there. And that show, people still come up to me and tell me what, you know, what a great show that was. Um so you, as every month, you would get surprised by what you would see and what you encounter, and it really, for me, challenged the idea of an exhibition space and and how art is looked at and how art is seen. And it, it, it I think it was very accepted for a, an artist to have their studio open and exhibit their own work in Northeast LA. It wasn't unexpected to walk into a, a studio space and see this artist's work, which I think in a lot of other gallery nights isn't something that you would see. Um, very often, but you, I think it was always a surprise. There was always something interesting happening. Um, and I think that's what brought, and that what, what kept people coming back and sort of made people love it too. And we didn't really do much advertising or promoting. So it was very much a discovery thing. So when you discovered it, you really, you really bonded with it. So there's some very loyal people who, you know, who have been a part of it since the beginning that really make it what it is. And it's, it's just been a fantastic experiment experience for me. That's right. And you, you, that's interesting because I'm thinking back to 2003. I mean, let's Facebook was not maybe real then. In fact, it probably was just starting to kind of come out, you know, and, and do its thing. And I'm sure you have, the promoting has now gotten much better, you know, just for, you know, everything, you know, 10 years and 10 years of social media ago, <laughs> there wasn't as much as there was. You know, of course, Neela has a Facebook page. And uh, you know your your project, 50 North York, and the Glass Villa, the Glass Studio. You know they have their Facebook pages. You have a great website, the new website. You have the email list and everything like that. So I mean, obviously you've seen a great increase in people coming to the Art Walk, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's, definitely. Uh, I'm sure you have. And um, and then also, like you said, with the with this the places and spaces coming and going. Have you seen though a little stability in that, Kathy? Maybe lately, or do you do you see a lot of coming and going still, or is that, has it gotten a little bit more secure in terms of spaces staying well, around, businesses staying? Around? There are certain anchors that have been that were with Brian pretty much from the beginning, and they're still there. So you've got Avenue Fifty. Uh, and Cactus Gallery. She had to move, um, but she's over in Frogtown now and, and open on a regular basis. Sandra's place is awesome and supports a lot of local artists. And, you know, it, it, her openings are always a good time, just as Avenue 50 Studio is. Uh, and Future Studio, where Chicken Boy lives, Amy and Stewart are, you know, God, they're so important in the community. I mean, between those three, you know, that are like, you know, from the beginning types, it's great to see them still with the energy and the enthusiasm and the great art, you know, it keeps coming. Um, The more York, it would be great if he was in. He's dropped out of Second Saturday, but occasionally does things, and 
and uh, participates every once in a while, but he, he does other things. So that's, you know, Claire is amazing. Uh, we do see some places come and go, and that's, I think, just the nature of, of, of galleries. It's hard to have a gallery. Yeah. A lot of the spaces that are on the map are retail stores. A lot of them do interior, um, you know, design and different things like that. But very, it's, I'm very strict about, and I get this from Brian, um, but maybe not quite as strict as he, he was, but <laughs> um, that you have to show art. It's not about just putting you on the map so that you can stay open late on that night. You have to show art. You have to curate. You have to care about the quality. And I have to say some of the stores that have taken this on have gone beyond the call of duty. I mean, I'd like to even mention my neighbor, Vape Goat. They sell electronic cigarettes. Ever since he started showing art, he has some of the best shows on Art Walk. Quality artists, um, and you know, and really like curated really well, like where he's conscious of of putting up quality art, uh, and you know, so there is an enthusiasm and an energy that people want to participate in. But I, you know, I get hit up every day practically. How do I become a part of Art Walk? And it's like I need to come see your space. I need to know what kind of art you're showing. You know, and and you really have to care about this because. I also get the emails that say, this place was closed. This place is, doesn't have, you know, the, and, and the complaints, you know. <laughs> so I don't want to hear any complaints. <laughs> I want everybody to be happy, you know, because my motto for Northeast Los Angeles is that we're all in this together. And if we all work together, everybody's going to benefit. So, you know. Right. Well, I, one thing I want to just point, you know, kind of highlight that, that you just said and just to kind of remind all of us is that you know, that art is a motivator for uh, marketing and for bringing people oh, in. I mean, you're – yeah, it's economic development. Al, I mean, we know. We know this, but, you know, sometimes I like to remind the audience, you know, artists – are it's so often that a that a neighborhood uh, that is affordable for artists they move in and then it becomes an attract a, a destination because people gravitate towards art and then you know in in your case for Neela the businesses are obviously benefiting because they're opening you know their spaces for art and for people to to come and see art so um, you know it's just kind of stating the obvious but I like to do that sometimes. Um, another thing I wanted to pause, I should have asked before, Brian, let me let me have you ask, answer this because for those on the World Wide Web, this is going to be, you know, sitting there for anyone all over the world to listen to. Just describe Neela's boundaries. Northeast LA is a very large area that encompasses lots of different neighborhoods with cool names like Frog Town, which is between kind of, it's closer to downtown and Highland Park and, you know, you don't have to name every neighborhood, but give us a parameter of, of Neela, the Northeast LA district. Well, loosely you have Eagle Rock to the north and Prague Town at the furthest and to the south, kind of bordered by the Avenue 64, the 134, the 2, and the 110. That area kind of encompasses, I think there's Mount Washington, Eagle Rock, a little bit of Lincoln Heights, Frog Town, Glassell Park, um, and probably missing some. It's a lot of neighborhoods. Highland Cypress Park, Park kind of and the Highland Park. For a long time. Yeah, Highland Park mm-hmm. was kind of the heart of it thing, you know, when I say that, you know, spaces were coming and going, a lot of that has to do also with that's just what their intent was from the beginning, to be a short-term thing in a in a non-traditional space. So mm-hmm. um, right. you, know, you have the core 
but you do have this sort of by design. I'm only going to be open for one or two months or occasionally it's my working art studio and I'm going to be open in July or something, you know, so. Right. Right. Um, and also artist spaces are, are often coming, I'm sorry, often coming going just because sometimes they've worked out great deals with landlords or with storefronts that are temporary or kind of, you know, or, or, or frankly, until something else comes along, you know, something, which isn't such a bad thing. So you're right. I mean, artists run things do, are they're flexible. They're very flexible. I think it's a, it's a really, it's something that's near and dear to my heart with this, you know, as a neighborhood, the artists move in and then the rents go up and the artists have to move out. And, you know, I've seen that happen before in other cities, and I've lived in other places where it's happened. And I knew that was part of the equation when I moved to mm-hmm. Northeast L.A. But I kind of decided that, you know, I'm tired of kind of hiding out and trying to lay low and hope nothing happens. And I kind of thought, well, you know, it's going to happen. If you look at the, the location of the neighborhood and downtown was coming alive and we're surrounded by, you know, Eagle Rock and Pondale and South Pasadena, there was an inevitability to the change. So I kind of figured this is sort of the opportunity to get out in front of it as well and let artists and let people in the arts have a voice in it. Um, you know, and the whole, it's its a challenge. It's like, okay, can we come up with a formula to create working spaces for artists? And I think it's something that every big city needs to begin looking at. You know, the, the arts bring so much to the table and you can't necessarily quantify it as simply as you can other things. So people kind of ignore it. But I think the the value of having non-traditional working spaces, like straight-up workspaces for artists, would be massive. It would be great for every city. And I think Los Angeles, you know, and I would love it if it happened more in northeast L.A., and it's something I would love to be a part of and and see happening because it is tough to to know that you're a part of something that is also kind of raising the, the rents for the artists that live there, and it's an unfortunate situation. It's all, there's yeah, got to be there's got to be a better there's got to be a better answer than just the artists hide out and hope for the best. You know, there's got to be. I, a yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I agree so with you. That's I, a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Like and the forefront, and you know, you're going off of that. that. Kath, oh, yes, Kathy, I want to actually um, ask you a little bit too. Kind of going off of that in terms of you know being like Brian's saying, he's he's motivated personally to see changes like that happen in the city you know i know that we we had talked before and you said that being the executive director the new executive director of Nila art is really giving you a platform to get involved with city government and like city politics but as it pertains to your district so that's oh, also yeah. a really cool thing that's how you know that the power of that is really cool so talk a little bit about that how you know what how are you using that uh your presence and your power to you know, get your neighborhood better services, whatever it is. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, one of the best things that's come out of um, my conversations with Brian and being um, in the position that I'm in right now with Neela Art is the formation of the Neela Art News, um, our monthly newspaper. And what that has done is um, made other people more aware because, you know, I do distribution of that to at least 350 locations around not just northeast Los Angeles, but downtown, Silver Lake, Hollywood. I try to get as far west as possible and will continue because it's about spreading the word that this area is amazing. And we have all these fabulous artists. But 
in the very first issue, Brian wrote about exactly this issue so that this is something that we are having conversations about constantly. So, you know, through the, the, the newspaper being out there and putting myself out at various meetings and talking to the councilmen and meeting people, I, I am now on the steering committee for Arts for LA's for Arts Day that's going to happen um, next month. I'm going to be a delegate that will go to the council office so that I can have a direct conversation with Councilman Cedillo and say, what are you going to do to help create an atmosphere where these speculators don't necessarily get to come in and buy up all property, that there is an incentive for artists and for for cooperatives of artists to get together so we have an artist-owned arts community. And it's not just about the art. It's about the artist because without the artist, there is no art. Without the artist, there is no economic driver. We always drive the economy. It is a creative economy in Los Angeles especially, and the statistics are staggering as to how many jobs are creative in Los Angeles. And then on top of it, when you get into what the population base is, you know, we don't need the rest of the country. The rest of the country needs us, and arts are the driver of that. So we want to empower artists to be able to to stay in their spaces, to be able to afford their spaces, be able to buy their spaces because they're prospering also, and to keep it from being swallowed up by you know, uh, greedy speculators. People see opportunities and at the expense of the people that made the place what it is. So, you know, I I blame the newspaper quite a bit for this. This this neighborhood, its history in the art, I mean, its identity is tied to the arts. I mean, it goes back to um, people like William Lee Judson and Charles Lummis and... um, Antonio Corsi, the model. I mean, this is all happening at the turn of the century. And then if you just watch the neighborhood as a destination for art, it's a constant since then, really. If you wanted to just study the neighborhood's contribution to the to the Chicano arts movement, you could probably spend your life doing that. The spaces that were there, the artists that were working there. I mean, art history is a part of this. The first art school in Los Angeles was at the, what is now Judson Studios. So this is arguably where the arts, the first art community, it's not, you know, it's always referenced the next this and the next that, but in reality, it's the original. And I think in order to, to, to be true to that, we need to find a way to not let it succumb to, to development and whatever, and have that identity be lost. I think it would be great to have artists step up more and be involved in, in in what the future of this neighborhood looks like and how to make it a place for working artists to have studio space and have a place to work. Well, what's great is you, Brian and Kathy, you are basically uh, going to make that happen. I mean, because now you've got this energy and power behind the organizing, everybody on the same page. I mean, it's just the natural next step. It's fantastic. You, You have created a very powerful situation with people getting together and taking control of their neighborhood, you know, creative people and really, you know, demanding that. So I, I think that's it's going to be really exciting to see uh, what happens because I think that you've started it. It's, it's going to happen. So that's just really, we got to keep our eye on Neela 
to continue continue doing this organizing. Um, I'm just going to pause, uh, well not pause, but I wanted to talk about the newspaper a little bit more, Kathy, because the newspaper is a newer venture in, for the NILA Arts Organization, um, proudly almost a year old, correct? Yeah, and it, it, we just completed our 12th issue, so we've we finished the year, and uh, you know the um, April issue will be the start of the second year. It's very exciting. Uh, it's given a voice to a lot of people. We have some great contributors. Uh, I feel like we're just starting to get warmed up. I have the most amazing managing editor, Margaret Arnold, and without mm -hmm. her, I would be lost. Um, she has been covering downtown and the arts, and she knows everybody that we need to know, and she keeps track of so much stuff. And you know, when when people are looking at their their the the copy of the newspaper and trying to figure out on Second Saturday where to go, she has worked her ass off to get that together, and then puts together the um, the Second Saturday listings for our Facebook page. And you know, I. It's just been amazing. It, it has changed my life and given me opportunities that I could never have imagined being a part of. Uh, and with that, I feel very responsible to handle it properly. We do no harm. And as I said, you know, in this, we're all in this together. I, I really want to help the community. And so, you know, I'm, that's my focus. That's, that's what drives us, and, and that we have quality um, stories. You know, the cover of our latest issue um, talks about uh, the Otis report on how art is an economic driver and how important it is, as well as a story on the um, Rise show at ArtShare downtown, because we do venture out a little bit, but there was a lot of Northeast artists that were in that show. It was a, a show about the Black Panthers. And, you know, so quality is really important to us uh, and, and, and diversity. And it's, it's been tremendous. I, know. <laughs> I think that people are going to want to be grabbing that newspaper. And it is, a, it is a takeaway. I mean, it is a free newspaper that you do monthly, yeah. that you distribute throughout the area. And like you said, you also try to distribute anywhere where there are creative communities so that people can get it. It's not only a community building tool, but it's an advertising tool for the neighborhood yeah. and it's it's great. It's a great paper. It's really I love it. Brian, do you have anything to say about the newspaper or kind of, you know, we might be wrapping it up. I think we've just really had a lovely conversation that took it all full circle uh and, and ended on this great moment of you're only just gonna continue to organize and make things happen and what do you see brian as as the future for for, for neela the immediate the immediate future well you know it's always about the neighborhood and the community and the people in the background that are doing the work and to the point with margaret arnold margaret has been a part of this since the very first one she was at the very first meeting and you know there are people like her who have contributed so much and she's in the background of so many things and you know, you might not know her name, but it's people like her that do a lot of the heavy lifting for a lot of the events in Northeast L.A. that bring things together that seem to be organic. And then as you dig into it a little bit, you find people like her who are hugely important and sort of, you know, she's my go-to person when I have a question about, about anything. Um, she knows everybody, and, and I just can't say enough about 
her importance to the growth of this organization too. She's as much a part of it as anybody else. So it's really it's really great. So, shout out to Margaret Barkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone (laughs) else? Anyone? Do we need any other shout outs to to important people? Uh, Kathy, anyone? Just curious. Now that we're, you know, know, it's it's just all about me, Brian, and Margaret. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're the driving forces, and you'll you'll let others in as well. I'm sure. Well, it does take people like yourselves, motivated, you know, people like yourselves to to do this. And not everybody is as motivated as the three of you, unfortunately. (laughs) If if so, the world would be like perfect. But I'm so impressed with you guys. should be so proud of what you are part of and created. And it's really been fun for me to get to know you guys in the neighborhood. I don't live in the neighborhood. I live in another neighborhood in L.A., but it's kind of Neela's like my new favorite neighborhood. And, you know, even more than personally, um, because I'm so excited about what's going on in that area, um, Kathy and Brian and I, we decided that I'm going to do on just radio, we're going to do, I'm going to do a monthly spotlight on Neela interview. So uh, because there's 30 or more spaces and my show is exactly about those people who are doing the work. So it is a perfect menu. I just get it. All I have to do is get the Neela Art newspaper, and there's my menu of people to interview. Um, as I said before, Brian, you came on and talked about your uh, gallery venture, and I actually am talking with Pete, the artist at Monte Vista Projects. They'll be next coming up in about a week. I'm also talking with um, Yancy over at Antigua Coffee, who runs the Cypress Village Tunnel Art Walk, which is actually literally a tunnel that oh, has so become amazing. an art gallery. Yep, I've been there a few times. I love it. So I've got I've got a couple of people lined up, and I the, I just have a long list now of people to to spotlight on. And so the spotlight on Neela series has already begun technically, and will be um, publicizing it in the newspaper, in the Neela newspaper, to get the word out there for people to uh, listen to the Neela series. And I'm very excited to do that and to see. Uh, further growth in the area so brian and kathy thank you for being my guest today it was it was uh wonderful thank, thank you. you thank you great you're opportunity. welcome i'm uh, for us as well thank you so much and so this is just radio run by just inc which is a company all about by for artists to support artists in their work we have an incredible website to visit to visit with free resources and uh, books and software and anything you need to to know about the business of being an artist. So gyst-ink.com and tune in again to Just Radio. Thanks for listening. Life is full of big moments. Getting married, having kids, moving into a new home. These are the kind of moments that change everything. And they might have you making changes to things you don't always think about, like your health coverage. Covered California wants you to know that when you have a big life change, you may be able to enroll in health coverage or adjust your current plan. The enrollment window is limited, so to see if you qualify or to find one of our local experts, visit CoveredCA.com today. Covered California. It's more than just health care. It's life care.